Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 19. And you might say, preacher, you're stuck on that text. I think this text fits for what I am doing. This is a series that I have been preaching. And this week, I want to remind you that we had been preaching about the Holy Ghost was symbolized in the Bible as water rushing forth like a dam breaking forth. Then last week I spoke to you about the Holy Spirit as he is represented by fire. Isn't it amazing that the Holy Spirit can be represented in the Word of God as water and fire? And then this week I want to talk to you and preach on the subject the Holy Spirit, do you know him? Part three, oil. He is mentioned and alluded to throughout the scriptures as uh, represented by oil. I want to ask you as we get ready to read the text, I want you to begin to look inwardly today and ask God to speak to you but I, I also want to tell you, out of all the things that I preach about, I, I must tell you that preaching on the power and the gifts and the abilities of the Holy Spirit is among the most important things that I could ever preach about. I, I know how he revolutionized my life and how he can do the same for you. The scripture tells us, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Can I take a moment to ask you to think back at that time where a simple question was asked, have you received the Holy Ghost? And these people were not being smart aleck. These people were just responding. They said, we have not even heard if there be a Holy Ghost. What's sad is I believe that that question could be asked in many, many churches today. And you would have the same response. We don't know anything about that. We haven't heard anything about that. I just want to tell you today, it is definitely one of the most important subjects that you will listen to. So today I want to talk to you about the oil. Father, I come to you and I pray that you would help me do justice in delivering the word of God as I speak about how the Holy Spirit is talked about in the scripture as the anointing oil. And I pray, dear God, that now that our lives would be changed from this moment forward, 
We ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. <clears throat> My father-in-law was a mechanic, and he instilled in my wife the importance of maintaining a car and the number one thing he talked about was making sure you got an oil change my wife believes in that and very religiously she will have her vehicle or have me to take her vehicle on regular maintenance and I will say that I do believe that that is very important for the life of the engine. But many times we wonder how come our car breaks down. It doesn't function properly. It's because it needs some fresh oil. I wonder how many of us are operating in clunker mode. Amen. Come on now, y'all get with me. And you're saying, I just wish that I could feel better. I wish I could operate better. I wish that I had joy again. I wish I had this or that or the other. And I'm just here today to tell you, you pulled up to the right service station. You're here now at the place where you can get an oil change. And the oil change that we're offering today is not man-made oil. Aren't you glad that the oil that is offered today is better than Crisco? Come on. Yeah. Look here. It's better than peanut oil. Although I love things fried in peanut oil. Sometimes... I have been to restaurants where I got something that was fried and it just didn't taste right. And I don't know a whole lot about cooking, but people who would be with me would say they need to change their oil. Their oil has become old. Their oil needs to be freshened. I wonder how many of us uh, are at our workplace or in our neighborhood or meet up with our family and when we walk away they say they need an oil change their their oil needs to be freshened let me just go a little bit further here before we get into the meat of the message I believe that some of you even know within yourself you don't have to have anyone tell you that you don't have that freshness and that joy and, and that vitality that you did when you first became a Christian. And, and, and you need something to happen. Well, I'm here today to tell you God wants to give you an oil change. And, and, and may I also keep on, give God praise, yes. But... But may I tell you, some of you also have been wearied by the wear and tear of life. Now, what an oil change does for your engine, your engine is moving at breakneck speed inwardly and little pieces of metal begin to come off and, and the oil gets some of that, but it also gets some of the crud and the, uh, the drudge of the engine. And when you get an oil change, that old junk gets 
poured out and new gets put in. I, I believe that some of you haven't felt joy in so long that, that you may have just thought and said, my goodness, I need, I need an oil change. I need to get rid of some of the crud, some of the junk that has built up. I'm here today to tell you the Holy Spirit wants to give you a wonderful renewal here today. Now the oil represents anointing. We, we believe in anointing with oil. And I have told people many times that there is no power in this oil. Now, I just want to tell you, this right here is olive oil. Uh, I, 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 I don't think it has to be olive oil. The Bible says anoint them with oil. I've told this story before because I believe in the power of anointing. But I, I, was, uh, I, I was preaching a revival and I, I, I had bought a, a little PA system and, and I had saved up my money and it was very difficult for me to be able to purchase that. And when I got it, one of the cabinets had a rattle. And I'm just gonna tell you, it would eat at my last nerve. Any of y'all ever had something eat at your last nerve? And I thought, I was in my room and I was uh, working with my PA system and, and that thing was buzzing. It sounded like a bee in it. And, and, I, and, and then I got mad at the devil. I said, oh no, you don't. I've worked hard for that money. And, and, I, and I bought this PA system so I could evangelize and go around and, and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and you're not gonna mess up my PA system. And, and so I had heard the preacher talk about anointing with oil. I was at home. And so I went and looked in my mom's cupboard. I opened it up and, and I think it was Wesson oil, I, I believe is what she had. And, and, and I think, uh, that's not olive oil, that's corn oil, I think, but it, it was oil. And I got that out of there, I went back to my room, and I anointed that PA system, and, and I said, devil, you get out of my PA system, it isn't yours, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I just want to tell you, you might say, well, preacher, you just thought it got better. No, I know it got better. God healed the PA system. Now, if God will heal speakers, if God will heal whatever was rattling and made it go back together, I just want to tell you, God can help you. Whatever is rattling needs to be put back together. God is ready to do it. Well, I took that little PA system and I preached at this little church and I'm telling you, you could have put that church I was preaching in on this stage probably two and a half, three times. But man, I was preaching. Oh boy, I was a young preacher. Glory to God. And I preached about God healing my PA system. And I said, I believe God will do it. And, I, and anyway, there was a man that... Uh, he, he was in there poor as dirt. And, and, he, and he got home from revival and, and the water pump that helped pump water into his house, it froze up. And he, he said, God, I don't have the money to get this, oil, this uh, water pump fixed. 
And, and that preacher said he anointed his PA system with Wesson oil. I don't even have Wesson oil. I've got this old burnt oil, motor oil. So he got some Quaker State. I don't know if it was <laughs> Quaker State 30 weight or whatever it was, but he, he said it was Quaker State oil. Right out there, he said the neighbors probably thought I was crazy, but I took that Quaker State oil and I anointed my water pump. And I said, God, in the name of Jesus, if you can heal his PA system, will you heal my water pump? He came back to revival the next night, and I'm telling you, that man was shouting the victory. He said, God healed my water pump. I anointed it with Quaker State oil. Here's the bottom line. There is an anointing that comes, and it's not because of what kind of oil it is. It comes because of obedience. Now, the Holy Spirit is represented by oil all throughout the scripture. See, the, the, Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 16, the Lord told Elijah, you shall anoint Elisha as prophet in your place. So anointing took place. Now, I, I just want to share with you, we're, we're uh, not anointing around here like, they did back then. Back then, they would pour oil. They would generally carry it in like a, a horn uh, of an animal, and they'd put the oil in there. And, uh, and then when the person would come, when they got anointing, they got, they got anointing. Now, now, see, we'll take and, and we'll touch our finger on there, and we'll lay our finger generally on someone's forehead and, and that's how we anoint. And I'm glad that we do it that way because there'd be a lot of people whose clothes would get ruined. But back then, if they were anointed, when Elijah went to anoint Elisha, uh, it was a pouring. And I don't mean a little bit like this. In fact, the Bible says uh, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the ointment that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard. In other words, the anointing would flow so much that it would just run down all over them. And, and the Holy Spirit should be running all over you. Someone say amen. Do you understand? I, I don't want just a little dab of the Holy Spirit. I don't want just a little touch. I want him to flow over me. I want there to be a flow of the Holy Spirit. See, the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 30 and verse 30 that uh, the Lord told Moses, you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. And, and, and then it goes on where Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David. And, and in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13. And then Simon Peter said, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Now I could go on and on because the anointing was symbolized all throughout with the pouring of oil. But there came a time where the scripture says that Jesus was anointed 
with the Holy Spirit. And so that lets you and I know that it moved from an anointing of the natural to anointing, an anointing of the Spirit. Many people, now I, I want you to listen to me carefully. I don't want anyone to misquote me here. But many Christians have never experienced a real flow of the Holy Spirit in their life. Well, well now, remember I, I told you that in our first sermon in this series that when you receive salvation, you receive God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but we're talking about the overflow, the empowerment, the anointing of the Holy Ghost outpouring. I have been privileged to see that. I, I, I told you, those of you who have been around here, when we were pastoring at Irmo, there was a, a young boy that was in a wheelchair, had been injured as an infant, and, and had never taken a step in his life. And, and we prayed for this child. And, and I just want to tell you, I saw when the Holy Spirit surge through his body. We were gathered around praying and it was as though someone took an electrical wire and touched him. He jerked under the power of God. And, and if I'm lying, I'm not standing here where I'm at right now. That boy got up and walked for the first time in his life after the Holy Spirit touched him. His mother and his father had never seen it happen. Now, how did it happen? Because he felt a flow of anointing. The flow of the anointing of the Holy Spirit will change the direction of your life. It will change what is happening in the chaos of the, the spirit world. The devil would like to lock you down. The devil would like to keep you in the drudgery of your old oil. The devil would like to keep you burdened down and make you feel like that you are nothing more than an old clunker just hoping to get from one place to the other. But I believe with an oil change today of the Holy Spirit, we're going to move into a fresh and powerful place. What does it mean to us every day of our lives the Holy Spirit is present? He brings a divine sensitivity to our understanding and leads us in our journey of faith. That's the importance of understanding the Holy Spirit. The anointing of the Spirit brings to light the gifts and the abilities that he has given to every person. I, I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit takes you to a new level. So oftentimes we fail to lean on him. Now, I, I, I must have you listen carefully. I praise God for Jesus and his sacrifice. But Jesus himself said that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
This is what Jesus said. And then he told them, you go and tarry until you get empowered, endued with power from on high. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send you another comforter. Jesus himself felt like it was imperative for those that he was leaving behind and those that would be coming after his uh, uh uh, death and resurrection, that they should receive this power that only comes through the Holy Spirit. You might say, well, preacher, you're preaching that because you are a Pentecostal preacher and, and that's the emphasis that Pentecostal preachers preach is about the Holy Ghost baptism. I just want to tell you, I, be, if I, before I became a preacher, I believed this. Before I was called to preach, I believed this. And, and all this is, is me telling you that now I have lived long enough to know that this anointing revolutionized my life and I want to share this revolutionary power with you. The Holy Spirit represents, the oil represents the Holy Spirit bringing light into your life. Light. Everyone say light. Now, back in the Old Testament, if you were in the tabernacle, there would be lamps. And the children of Israel were told to bring oil so that the priests could have oil in the lamps and the lamps were never to go out. They were to always stay burning. And the Holy Spirit wants that same type of fire and anointing and burning to happen in your life. And that light should never go out. See, here's what the scripture says. You shall command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually. Exodus chapter 7. The oil of the Holy Spirit in us causes us to reflect the illuminating presence of Jesus Christ. Now, I, I just want, I want you to get a picture. Say, when, when you have oil, oil is slick. Uh, you can... You can oil down a dull piece of furniture, but when you put the oil on it, uh, light kind of just reflects off of it because that's what oil, one of its traits and one of its abilities. You and I, if we have the oil <coughs> of the Holy Spirit, we're illuminating and reflecting the light of Jesus Christ. See, the Holy Spirit is not an agent working by himself. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus Christ, always points to the Father. They're, they're not in competition, but they are working together. The Holy Spirit is the one that leads you to salvation. The Holy Spirit is the one, the Bible says that when uh, the Holy Spirit will make moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered because what is happening is you're having a communication with you and the Father and that oil is a reflecting light. Okay? And then we walk as children of the light according to Hebrews, uh, pardon me, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8. Jesus told his followers, followers that you are a light 
of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So there the Holy Spirit is exalting Jesus and glorifying the Father. In a world of darkness, we need more Holy Ghost. In a world of darkness, we need more Holy Ghost. We need that anointing. My Lord, help me right now. Paul and Barnabas, they were in the synagogue at Antioch. And this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When Jesus saved you, he saved you out of, out of sin, but he sent the Holy Ghost to illuminate through you so that your light shines brighter. I, I, I want to tell you, some people's light is so dim that the lights would have to be turned out for anyone to see it. Come on now. I don't believe, I, I, and I'm not against it, but I don't believe that you have to go door to door and tell people you're a Christian. I don't believe that you have to have a, a card and stand on the street corner and I'm not against it and say, I'm a Christian. I believe you can have so much of the anointing oil, so much of the anointing of the Holy Ghost that there will be people who will look at you and they will say, there is something different about that person. How many of you ever have used a phrase that you've seen somebody and you said, that person is full of the devil? Come on, don't be. Yeah, there's more than you than that. Come on. Yeah, you might not have said it, but you thought it. That person's full of the devil. You know why you were marking that? It's because they were full of the devil. And if you and I can notice that someone is full of the devil, someone full of the devil can mark that we're full of the Holy Ghost. I believe that we can have so much of the fullness of the Holy Ghost that people look and say, I don't know what is going on in them. I don't know why they act like they do, but they got something I don't have. And when someone comes to you and says that, all you have to do is say, yeah, I just had an oil change and I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> Amen. Come on. See, when we get full and our light is shining, the world starts noticing that we have an aura about us. We have something that they don't have. And that's not being holier than thou, it's just a fact. When you get that light reflecting, it feels good that Jesus is reflecting through you. And we should be light walking. It should be our lifestyle. It should be our life 
lifestyle that everywhere we walk, we are reflecting whether we're coming at a person and they see a smile on our face or we turn around and they see the glory of the Lord. I just want to tell you somehow, some way, the Holy Spirit will let people know that we're for real and that we're not just talking a good game, but we're living in the light of the anointing. See, fresh oil goes another level. The oil speaks of healing. <coughs> Ancient writings reveal oil was valuable uh, for medical remedy. And it still is today. <coughs> if you'll look at many of the ointments that you put on, if you look at many of the ointments, yes, thank you. Forgive me for drinking in front of you. <laughs> if you'll go and look at ingredients, you'll find that many of the salves and the ointments that you put on, even today, have oil in them. I don't think it's unusual for us to be able to look and say that the oil of the Holy Spirit represents healing. Spiritually, oil symbolizes the healing power of the Holy Spirit. James asked this question in the book of James. Listen, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, he will be forgiven why we don't see more healings and miracles and signs is we're not allowing the oil of anointing to flow through us. Come on. You have it. You have that anointing. But we somehow have been conditioned. We have been programmed that it has to be a preacher or an evangelist, someone off of the TV, or either we can't get healed. It has to be a big name prophet from some, somewhere that we've never heard of. And if they come in, especially if they come in from another country, they have anointing, but we don't. And that is a lie that the devil has convinced people of. You are anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. You have the power. I'm gonna tell you the other day I wasn't feeling well. I laid my hand on myself. Well, you probably look stupid doing that. I probably did, but guess what? I got healed right there. I'm here today to tell you that the anointing is in you. The anointing is not for just the preacher. The anointing is for those who will say, I am full of the Holy Ghost and I'm gonna let the holy anointing oil flow through me. Amen. Don't be conditioned by this world. This world is constantly telling us what we cannot do. Come on. 
I just absolutely love the, the pure faith of Sims. I, I mean, at five years old, when he is praying, he is expecting a result. And he gets ticked off if the result doesn't happen when he says amen. Come on. He doesn't pray long prayers. He'll tell you that before he starts. I don't pray long prayers. But he prays powerful prayers. And you and I have that power. We've been conditioned. We've been conditioned because, see, we, I've got to dwell here for just a moment. How have we been conditioned, preacher? I'll tell you how we've been conditioned. We hear it over and over and over and over and over. If you've got a headache, there's a commercial for it. Is any sick among you? Well, I know a good doctor. Come on. Y'all work with me here. I'm not fussing. I'm preaching. Are you with me? We get conditioned that there's a salve, there's a pill, there's a shot, there's something, and praise God for doctors. God's not against doctors, I'm not against doctors, but I just wanna tell you that is not the only remedy. There is anointing oil, and you and I are anointed. You and I are anointed, and so therefore we need to start operating in the anointing of the Holy Ghost and pray the prayer of faith and let the sick get their divine healing. Amen. Now I want to read this scripture again. It says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Now I just want to rephrase that. Is any sick among you? Let him call for ibuprofen. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for penicillin. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for Prozac. Come on. And that's why we've been so conditioned to believe in that that we have had, that is our default, and Jesus is somewhere down the line, the Holy Spirit is somewhere down the line, and, and that's why we're not seeing what we are capable of seeing. I believe I'm preaching to people that I could go right now and stand right in the middle and say, pray, stretch your hand out toward me, lay your hand on me, anoint me with oil. I believe there's enough faith and enough power and enough anointing in this room that the prayer of faith would save the sick. I believe that we have that ability the oil speaks of cleansing you know the story of the uh, good Samaritan and and the priest had passed by and the Levi had passed by and the Samaritan came and and he he took oil and he poured oil in the wounds of the person and then put them put him on the donkey and took him to a place to get care and, and but he first took the oil and 
poured it into the womb. Oil represents healing, as I talked about, but oil also represents cleansing. Uh, and, and I just want to tell you that oil from way back, from ancient times, was used for uh, helping those in that area because the sun was hot and they were in a, in a desert-type area. And they would take oil and, and lubricate their skin to keep their skin from cracking, keep their skin flexible. And nothing can be much worse than when your hands become uh, rough and cracked and, 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 and the Holy Spirit is here to keep you from being dry. The Holy Spirit is here to keep you from being, uh, from cracking and, 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 and from being irritable because when you get dry and cracking, you'll, you'll become irritable. Y'all help me here. Yeah. You might say, well, that's what's wrong with my husband. It might be. He might need a new flow of the Holy Spirit. That's what's wrong with my wife. She might need a new flow of the Holy Spirit to start lubricating and, and softening up. Look here, if you've got leather seats in your automobile or if you've got a leather sofa recliner, you know that they suggest that you take leather conditioner and it has oil in it and that's what keeps it from cracking later on when it gets older i'm here today to tell you god has something special for you and for me and he wants us to be cleansed by the oil but he also wants us not to be dry and cracking <laughs> oil represent cleansing See, Naomi told Ruth, therefore wash yourself and anoint yourself with oil. Now, I, oh, come on, here we go. If you remember the story of Esther, Esther was one of the women that were chosen, but they, they went through this long process with those girls and they, they separated them and then they, they had anointing oils and spices now i just want to tell you when they came when those girls came to present themselves before the king because one of them was going to become the queen uh, they had been bathed in oil for a long time when the king looked at them uh, before he, they ever got close i'm sure he smelled them yeah uh, what, what makes your perfume last as a fragrance is because there's oil in that. If, if there wasn't oil in it, it would evaporate real quick, but that oil stays on you. And, and, and the fragrance, so I can just imagine as, as they approach and before they get there, the king is saying, man, my goodness, they smell good. Mmm, man. And then when they got closer, he could say, oh, they're lovely. If he touched their skin, he could say, oh, their skin is soft. Now, can you just imagine the opposite? They didn't have that. They hadn't taken a bath in a while. Their skin is dry and cracking. 
there's an odor to them. Oh, come on, preacher. You could have left that out. <laughs> King reaches out and he touches their old rough, dry, cracking hands. That's not near as appealing as that soft, scented hand. And see, can you imagine when we approach Jesus Christ? Can you imagine when we approach the throne room of God? We've been anointed with the oil. That oil is on us. And when we come boldly before the throne of grace, asking what we will, when we get into the throne room, maybe we're in there and we've been praising the Lord and honoring him, but we get into the throne room and, and God says, man, they smell good. They, they, they've got the anointing on them. Oh, they smell wonderful. And, and he looks closer and we're not dry and cracking, but we are full and open overflowing that's what the Holy Spirit will do for you and then when we approach the throne of grace something happens we start approaching it with anointing and with power and then miracles and signs and wonders begin to happen not because of who we are but because of who they are working in us I'm gonna ask you right now are you dry I'm gonna ask you right now are you cracking going to ask you when's the last time you felt happy when's the last time you have felt joy when's the last time you felt powerful come on when's the last time you really felt like I could lay my hand on my child and my child gets well When's the last time that someone called you on the phone and said, I'm sick? And you say, well, let's pray right now because I feel this anointing flowing on me while we're speaking. Man, God help us right now. I'm asking probing questions because those are questions that I ask myself. If I feel myself getting dry or weary, I know that there's a remedy for that. I just need to get some of that cleansing, anointing oil flowing through me and it can happen this simple holy spirit you're welcome here holy spirit you're welcome in this place holy spirit flow through me holy spirit refresh me holy spirit do a work in me and i want to tell you when i start praying like that i start feeling something happen i start seeing and feeling a change take place inwardly and that inward begins to flow outward would you stand with me, please? The oil also represents revelation, and the Holy Spirit is the revealer. He was the author of the scriptures, but he also is a revealer. He is a revealer of secrets. Listen to the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible says that the gifts of the Spirit can be manifested as the gift of wisdom, and that's not what you've studied, but it is the gift that comes because the Holy Spirit imparts supernatural wisdom to you. Wisdom that you would not have been able to know in the natural. The Holy Spirit gives other wisdom, knowledge gifts. It is the gift of knowledge. 
Not what you have heard, not what you have studied, but again, a knowledge that is imparted, a divine impartation of knowledge. The, the gift of prophecy where you speak over a person and God gives you a foreknowledge of their future. And that's the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. The Holy Spirit offers foreknowledge. The Holy Spirit is represented in oil as revelation oil. See, the bread was anointed with oil back in the Old Testament. You and I, you and I are that bread. And that bread today, if it's anointed with oil, it becomes life to other people. It becomes something that is usable in the presence of God. Oil... The oil of the Holy Spirit is what will change you from an average, ordinary person. <clears throat> I need to say this, right? Please listen to me. Why some people are struggling in their lives is because they've never invited the Holy Spirit to do anything to change them. That's why they're dried and cracky and mean-spirited I'm trying to close but this is a word from the, from the Lord right here listen to me there's a lot of Christians that you're representing Jesus very poorly because it's not because you're a bad person it's because that you haven't been lubricated with the oil and you're you're dry and you're cracking. Some of you, it hadn't even been your fault. Life has been beaten down on you. You've been under pressure. You've been in the heat of the battle. You've got scars, you've got cuts and scrapes and, and you just need salve. Brother Johnny, come over here just a minute. God forbid that any of Johnny's family passes away. But Johnny can be suffering from a broken heart. I, as a pastor and as a friend, I could walk up and I could say, Johnny, I could even be crying and saying, Johnny, I am so sorry and I hurt with you and I'm so sad that you're going through that. Johnny might shed a tear and I might shed a tear and walk away, but guess what? That might not have helped Johnny any more than just a temporary fix. But the Holy Spirit could come along and pour salve that runs down over Johnny, gets to his heart where I can't get. The Holy Spirit can start ministering to him the scrapes and the cuts and the hurts and the beat down, the words that have been 
attacking him maybe from enemies and people who don't understand him. And, but the Holy Spirit can do something to him that I can't do. When, when he walks away from a Holy Spirit anointing, he starts feeling new again. He starts going, oh my. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.